0: Welcome to Exploring Possibility I'm your host Christopher Kiel and with this show my mission is to empower you I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential and their ultimate capability I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth To help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life Because limited thinking equals limited being Let the show begin Hi there, guys, and welcome to episode number 23. Guys, I'm super excited to have you with me today and just to have you guys listening in, learning, and just growing as human beings. So for the new listeners, guys, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, now is that opportunity to go and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future content, on any future learnings, and any future insights that you might gain from this episode going forward. Having said that, I've got an awesome guest today. Um, his name is James Yates, and he's from Australia. James is also a high performance coach. He's a speaker. He's an entrepreneur. He's a dad, and so much more. James is the founder of Reignite Enterprises, and that's where I sourced him from. What Reignite Enterprises is is the, it's the culmination of his life's work. That's what he calls it. And what Reignite aims to do is it aims to bring quality conscious education to the world and help more people live their truth similar to what this podcast you know is aiming to do so what reignite allows is it allows for people to transcend like extremely outdated learning models that we have in our you know day-to-day societies and help people step into a more empowered and fulfilled life once again it It just overlaps with the values and the mission and the vision of this show. So therefore I just had to get James onto this um, episode and I had to speak to him and I had to just like get into the way that he thinks and share that with all of you guys out there to learn and grow with me as he has a lot of wisdom behind him, like he's got so much experience and he's just such a genuine guy that is, is just out there to help the world, you know, empower the world and light the world up. So it's like the typical things that we speak about in these episodes is things that help you to grow your mindset, things that help you to strengthen your mindset, things that put you into the growth mindset state. So it helps you to put things into perspective and to help you move forward in life, you know, so you can actually start gaining that belief of being able to do a specific thing or being able to do more than you thought you could. And at the end of the day, just putting in the execution part to get you there. So we spoke about freedom and how we get there as human beings. We spoke about how purpose drives productivity uh, we spoke about the word "reignite," what it means. I'm just super curious, like why he used that word. How we can reignite as human beings? Like how can we make that part of our everyday lives so we can sort of like reignite, get back to our truth, and start living towards that. And also, we just touched on, you know, education, since his company is is conscious education based. And I just asked him questions around education and learning models, and you know how we can approach it differently and how we can be more conscious around. Our education. So there was a, there were a lot of takeaways. There were were a lot of things that he said that just blew my mind and gave me so many insights. And I can't wait to just give this to you guys. But before we jump in, I just want to say that there is a community that is opening up. Like I'm going to open it up now um, because I want to get things started. I wanted to. I kept the group closed. Um, reason being, as I wanted to get a few individuals in, and then I wanted to think about the content that i wanted to start with just so it's not just you know um water down or anything like that but it's actually consciously going towards building a growth mindset and building the type of attitude and vision for you so that you can start moving forward faster stronger harder better more conscious um, more aligned and all of those bundled together so if you see yourself as someone who wants to build a growth mindset. If you want to be you know, surrounded by like-minded individuals, individuals who want to grow, individuals who want to move forward, and individuals who want to explore the possibility in life, then get into that group. It's on Facebook. Just go search Exploring Possibility and join that group. It's all free, and it's going to be amazing as we grow into one fantastic, amazing forward-thinking community and building leaders as we go now as we go through this episode i just want you to think about your own freedom and what freedom means to you i want to i want you to think about your productivity your own productivity is it purpose-driven are you being just busy and not actually being productive there's there's a difference between being busy and actually moving forward and being, being productive and getting results from what you do every day Just being busy is sometimes an excuse that we use. So think about your your productivity. And if it's very low, if you don't don't have a lot of productivity in your own life, think about if purpose can drive that a little bit stronger and harder for you in your everyday life so you can just achieve more and feel more fulfilled in your everyday life. And also just think to yourself, are you learning every day? Is it conscious? Are you consciously learning to be a better human being? Are you consciously learning to be better at your professional life? And are you... Are you reignited as a person? Are you living your own truth and moving forward in that distance? You know, are you moving forward in that lane? So think about that as we move into this episode and enjoy. Hi there, James. Welcome to Exploring Possibility. Super excited, super stoked, and just excited to have you this morning. Welcome. Thanks so much, Chris.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Excellent, man. So yeah, for those that don't know, we actually got cut off on our first uh, meeting. So we're going to try this again today. We're going to see how it goes. Luckily, hope is on our side today. Luck is on our side today. But um, just to jump in. So James, for the audience who don't know who James is, who is James? Tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from and why you're here today
1: yeah, it's a great question, Chris, really appreciate uh, being on the show with you. and um, look, it's uh, it's been a journey, and I guess you know, the James today is a progression of the James yesterday. It's been um really, I, I go back to my my journey as a kid uh, that really defined who I am today. and it was a journey where I always had this big dream to be um, a, a guy that would have a lot of time on my hands. Um, when I was a kid, I saw my father work massive hours. And I wanted to be someone that would would really ultimately have freedom on my side. So I went on this big journey of discovery where I found uh, different business ventures. I found different ways of performing. But my first sort of out um, of school was a focus around um, high performance. It was around working with elite athletes. And I had the privilege of working with athletes that went on to compete for the highest honors. Um, And when you get to work with elite athletes, you really quickly identify what it takes to get to the summit and win, right? I mean, mm. you know, the difference between first and tenth place when it comes to athletics or swimming or whatever it is is often 10 ten one hundredths of a second. So I, I, I got fascinated by this whole concept, and um, and ultimately, uh, the the journey was a massive journey of highs and lows. I uh, burnt myself out very quickly trading time for money. I found the entrepreneurial world, but I still, in the back of my mind, had this: how can I achieve? the ultimate potential that I have. And is potential even capped? Is it you know something that we strive towards and once we get there, then it's all over? Or is it something that's always ever-evolving? Great question. And so I, I went on this uh, this journey of, of really looking at my own personal development and saying, you know what? Uh, potential is not about achieving it. It's about expanding it. And uh, the person that I am today is someone that has uh, bigger dreams than ever before. Um, has a lot of perspective around the whole word consciousness because I've realized that for us to be able to achieve anything ourselves or to be able to impact others, we have to have the greatest level of awareness. And and for me, it's about really uh, giving back and helping as many people as possible to to discover that for themselves. Because when we ultimately discover who we are, we realize that we can give a lot more to the world. I always love when you are uh, on the plane and they say, you know, put your oxygen mask on first before you help somebody else. Well, that's what this is all about. It's about discovering who you are and ultimately ensuring that you invest in you so that you can give more to others. Uh, and that's where I'm at in my life right
0: now. Awesome. That is beautiful. So on that note, what does freedom mean to you? And uh, like, how do we achieve freedom? What is it? How yeah, do you get there? Great
1: question. Yeah, for freedom for me is the ability to be able to to live how we wish to live but also not judging how others wish to live themselves. Mm. And I think the ultimate level for freedom used to be, for me, financial freedom, right? Everyone strives after it. And and then all all of a sudden you realize that financial freedom leads to time freedom. And then you realize, hang on a sec, the biggest asset we have in a room is not time, it's actually presence, right? Because we could be in a room with each other, but we might not be in the room with each other, right? We might not be present. So when you get to the level of presence, you realize that, hang on a sec, every single person is on their own journey. And for me to accept that piece and understand that people are not going to relate to what we're all about, but to really, truly invest in others, that's when freedom really, really comes to, to, to fruition for me, because it's acceptance. Freedom actually, to me, means acceptance. Um, and it, it, what that does is it quietens the mind. It allows us to play more conscious with everything that we do. So yes, we need oxygen, yes, we need time, yes, we need money and all of that. but ultimately, if we can accept Who we are and those that are around us, that ultimately leads to a very powerful version of the word.
0: I think that's an excellent answer because even in my own life, I was able to see that even though there's, you know, you've opened up some time, you've got a little bit more money, but it just doesn't seem to sort of pull together. And when I found this idea around consciousness, which I never was aware about, I never thought about it, I never knew that's how our mind works and what we can do with our mind and how we can become present, focus, engage, you know. since, since then, when I was able to be more conscious, I found that it does definitely allow more freedom. It does allow us to be more in the moment. And that, to me, is also a lot. There's a lot of happiness, contentment, and just, like you said, freedom in that moment. And that's just absolutely beautiful. So as people move towards you know, freedom and they get to this point or they want to get to that point, do you suggest that people need to follow their passion? Are you sort of that guy that says, go and follow your passion to get to that yeah. Freedom point, or is that, is that like part of the equation? How would you go about giving advice to people in that sense of passion?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the most critical pieces to the puzzle, Chris. And, and the reason I say that is because in my initial story there, where I talked about, you know, I, I, I strove after all these dispar- different business ventures because I was chasing this freedom piece, the reality was that I wasn't happy because uh, I was going after the money, but there was not a lot of purpose behind that. Although I thought I knew what I was going to use that money for, it was all materialistic, right? Mm. And so it really didn't give me fulfillment. And I remember in 2010, uh, 2011, I woke up one day and I was depressed, anxious. I didn't wake up one day with that. It was a, an accumulation, but yeah. it got to a point where everything hit that, right? And I look back on my life and you know, the doctors you know, said, "Oh, I think you should go on to all of these kind of drugs. And I look back and I was just like, you know what? The the ultimate thing here is that I'm just not living doing what I love. I'm doing things for other people. I'm doing, you know, the beliefs of others have become the beliefs of my own. And the problem with that is that's the society model, right? We just grow up with that. And so all of a sudden what our parents said, um, and you could take this as far as you want. I mean, it gets controversial, right? But Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people follow certain religions. They follow certain ways of being because they were just just brought up with, and that's totally fine. But what I find is it's really fascinating when you get to this point where you say, you know what, you can ultimately um, achieve anything that you desire in your life um, if you just truly tune in to who you are. And one of the most important things that we need to tune into is what is it that we were born to be? Uh, what is the thing that we, we, we get out of bed the most for? Um, and I'm a musician, right? But no one knows that because I hid it for all these years. Mm-hmm. And from just doing the things that we love on a day-to-day basis, hey, that doesn't mean that we always have to make money from it because we, sometimes we have multiple passions. But I've created a really simple model that we teach, which is three, the three Ps. Number one's purpose, and that is finding meaning in what you do. So, Let's say you haven't yet been able to turn your passion into a paycheck. Well, at least find meaning in what you're currently doing so that you actually have this emotional connection point to be doing it. Rather than living out of the head, you're then living with the heart. And what happens from there is, you know, we can change our neurological pathways. We feel happier, we attract more success from just doing that piece in itself. But the one thing that fascinates me is a lot of people are talking about having this big why, right? This why piece at the moment. Mm -hmm. And you know, you've heard it for years, but the reality is that I think we're scaring people with that because we all of a sudden think we have to have one why. And we don't. You know, humans have always been multi-dimensional. We're not linear, we're focused on multiple things. You know, we might be great at running, but we also might be great at communication. And and so we've got to be able to bounce between different things, but still have a single focus, which is all of these little constructs lead to something. And they might all be little parts of the puzzle. But ultimately, for me, it's about finding connection to what you do first. So that's the purpose piece. Then the second piece is passion. What lights you up? Don't wait until you make the money to go and do what you love. Do what you love, and ultimately, it would lead to the money. Now, again, there's that transition point. What do you do first? How do you all of a sudden transition out of being you know, a 9 to or if that's what you've been mm-hmm. doing? And I think what it comes down to is it's just starting somewhere. It's just doing something. And so if you're listening to this today and you've been contemplating living your passions my challenge to you or my invitation to you is just to do it. And that might mean initially you're doing it for free, but that's okay. Because if you love what you do, people will connect with that passion and they will ultimately open doors that you never thought possible just because you're on that path. So that's the the second P. And the third P is presence. You can do all of this but unless you're in that moment, every single time you're out doing what you love, then you may miss the doors that are opening. You may miss the opportunities, the connections, but also the most important thing, the opportunity to help others with what you have. And if we serve others, to me, that's the greatest form of living. And sometimes we just got to make sure that we're really present to be able to see those opportunities. So the three Ps are what I would, uh, would utilize at all, all, all possibilities when it comes to, to, to getting out there and doing you know, something for you.
0: Awesome. So thank you so much for just uh, sharing that. I mean, especially that part towards the end where you say that you have all the stuff now, now you start impacting, now you serve, you know, and that's sort of to me also the pinnacle of that pyramid. It's where everything comes together. It's when you have all the 100%. skills, it's when you have the presence, it's when you have the abilities, the skills, the resources and all of that to now go in and make an impact in the world. And I think that's also part of what this journey for me is all about. It's all about, yes, growing as an individual, but Why? To at the end of the day, do something with that and go into community, into the world and just impact, you know, empower and inspire. So I think what you just said there just resonates with me so loudly. And I really love that. I did see that. Um, so you said that people don't know about your music, but I did see that on your on your website, I think. It's called a right?
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. I've yeah, and you know what's so funny, Chris? I've only just put that out there this year because I was just like, man, I'm teaching this stuff, but there's the one thing that I love the most wow. that I didn't feel congruent with. Like I, I still wasn't putting it out there. I was doing it, I mean, playing at home. And you know, I have a two and a half year old, right? And he is like, we had yesterday two pianos, little mini ones next to mine. And you forget just how much impact you can make just in front of a, of, of a child when you do something that you absolutely love. i just watching him love music because I love music. Imagine what the world will see if we start to all show up
0: doing what we love. It's amazing. Yeah, that's super amazing. And I can once again, relate again, because I'm also into music and I, I'm a electronic dance music producer. And not a lot of people know that because also it's, it's like a different alias and I do things differently and it's different crowd, different community, but also I I push it down a little because the world says you need to do this and you can't specifically or necessarily do music and, you know, thrive in that. So in that sense, I've always subconsciously pushed it down and avoided it and not put as much effort into it as I would have. So I can definitely auto take from that and learn from that.
1: One thing that really stands out here is a story that I saw on social media a few days ago. And that is that we have a, a friend who we bring to a lot of our retreats, um, a guy that does sound healing. So he gets people in a room lying down and he, and he plays music, right? And it allows them to get into a meditative state. But you know what's amazing? He was for years busking, you know, out playing music, hoping that he was going to get a couple of dollars, mm-hmm. so that he could go and afford his rent, and so he could afford to, you know, pay for his his, his really cheap groceries just to live, keep his family. He had two little twins, you know, they were they were tiny at the time, mm-hmm. and there was always images of him out playing and busking, and we always would see and say, "Wow, that's beautiful music." No one knew the pain that he was going through. No one saw the the glory. Uh, well, no no one saw the story. They only saw the glory. But he posted the other day. He said, "You know what?" After about six years of turning down job offers that were worth a lot of money, even though I was in poverty at the time, I never lost sight of my vision and my dreams. And as a result, now I can live off my music. And I think that's a really important little um, add-on there because so many of us think that just because it's not bringing in some money now uh, means that we shouldn't pursue it. But sometimes the greatest risks in terms of following our passions bring the greatest rewards.
0: Yeah, that is so true. Once again, it just rings true because I've also seen it. Looking in hindsight, I can see it in my own life happening. And and I think it's it's a challenge because people you typically get um, close with people, and then people tell you things. They say things. So it's we, we sort of just conform to the world. We we adjust. We adapt to the world instead of adapting the world to us. Which I think is a yeah. big sort of like key insight now, right here, that we can take with us going forward. To say that if something really matters to you, you can go forward and pursue that, whether or not, you have everything settled out, whether you're um, living in poverty, whether people are saying you can't do what you want to do, go follow that vision and you know pursue it with all of your heart. And that's definitely the, the message that I'm getting here. I'm also aware that you were in the fitness business before. Uh, was that at the point where you decided, I'm not going to follow this route anymore because it's not part of my purpose? It's not part of where I want to go ideally at the end of the day? Or what was that? like? Where was the turning point there?
1: Yeah. So it's quite an interesting story. So I actually became a personal trainer and a fitness guy when I was still at high school. Um, I went into all the school holidays and kind of did all the courses. right? Um, And the reason I did that so young was because I thought doing the fitness thing was the ultimate level of freedom at the time because I didn't have to be in an office. So I saw my father work massive hours. I said, I don't want to do that. So I want to make sure I can do something different. But here's the thing. I, I worked longer hours. Three in the morning I would be up, right? I'll be working through till eleven. Maybe there'd be a gap in the middle of the day. So the turning point for me was I burnt myself out really young. I was like 18 or 19 and going, you know what, I'm working with these elite athletes. I'm having fun here, but I've got no time for myself. So I started thinking, you know what, we've got to start working, you know, smarter here, not harder. I had some great mentors, and that's one of the most important things that I look back and reflect on now. Um, everything that's led me to today has been just surrounding myself with really good, successful people. Um, but, and, and it's one thing to say, hey, listen, I want to hang out with a successful person. It's another thing to say, if I was to follow their journey, would the way that they've done it make me feel proud? And the answer was yes to these people. So their values were similar to mine, which is important. Um, and so as I progressed, I got into you know different businesses and started becoming a trainer in business. But the one fundamental thing that was missing, and this is the turning point, in 2011, Chantel and I, so Chantelle's my other half, uh, we were told we'd never have kids. And so we were chasing the money so we had financial freedom so that we could have kids, so we could be at home with them. And then we got told we couldn't have them. And so what happened for us is we had to change everything we thought we knew in order to become more successful. So we had to change our perspective on on our relationship, on our health, how we ate, uh, how we started the day. All of the principles I know you talk about and I talk about when it comes to high-performance habits um, that all started to come into to play, and um, almost three years ago now, like you know, naturally we we were able to have a child because we made all these shifts and changes. So that was the turning point, because up until that point, I was running with this sort of I thought I had purpose, chasing the money. To hang on a sec, if I've been able to turn everything around from anxiety, depression, uh, you know, struggling relationship, um, you know, family, you know, not not looking like it was going to happen to being able to get everything on top of the game. Surely there's other people out in the world that need this. And that's when I started to understand both the psychology piece, but also the self-care piece. Going back to that whole saying I said before, put that oxygen mask on first because if you do that, everything starts to shift. So that was really a critical moment for me. And since then, everything I have done has been always focused on, you know, how can I help people to live their best life? So, okay, yes, you want to make some money or yes, you want to, you know, get healthy, but have you thought about, you know, the equilibrium here where everything is going to balance out? So have you got, you know, taken control of all these different factors in your life?
0: Brilliant. I think there's so much uh, advice and great wisdom inside of that entire message. Uh, I think people can just rewind this part, go back, re-listen and really dig into what uh, James just said, because there's so much you can just take out of that. It's like an entire book just summed up into one moment and we can definitely learn a lot from that. So I do see you as a, as a purposeful entrepreneur because you just spoke about purpose and passion and presence, right? And mm. part of the thing you just mentioned is also that as we sort of like strive towards these destinations, we sometimes get, um, we, we struggle with time. And mm. from what I could see is purpose typically uh, helps to drive productivity, which is sometimes the thing we should be actually focusing on not necessarily time management in a way. So I just want to get your perspective on that. So it does do you feel that if you have purpose, it drives your productivity up in a way that you can be yep. more productive in a day instead of trying to do so much and working on your time management every single day? I just wanted to get your yeah, perspective 100%. on that.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I, look, I live, I live by that, that quote in, in that purpose drives productivity. And I think it's important to understand that um, the more connected you are with your message, the more it's going to all fall in place for you. So when someone says, I don't have time, I say, "You know, do you actually find meaning in what you do? And normally the answer is no. Mm. Saying that, we still have to be very um, aware of all of the distractions in front of us right now. So we could be a purpose-driven entrepreneur. But we can still have Facebook on and we could still get caught up in the scroll, right? So we're still going to have a a self-discipline that is uh, exceptionally strong um, when it comes to what are the priorities and what are the things that we want to do first. So for me, it's always about if you're connected with what you do, make sure that you really set the intention at the start of the day for what it is that you wish to accomplish and make sure you do the things that are most frightening or the most painful first because um, most of the time they're the things that are going to reap the greatest result. You know, as we know, you know, the bridge that's hardest to cross normally has all of our big dreams on it. Um, and so you know, if you're in business, it might be you've got to connect and contact people. If you're you know, in health, you might have to get, at, get out and do your workout first thing. Whatever it is, the fact is you know, it's important to still prioritize and get through that. But at the same time, celebrate you know, all of the small accomplishments because for me, it's all about getting that 1% better each and every day. Um, and the only way we're going to really acknowledge getting better is when we actually reflect and celebrate on the things that we have done. Um, and so what we have as a family, um, obviously we're all doing different things, um, three of us, one, one of us is only two and a half, but at the start of each day, we ask each other what we're grateful for each day, we set our intentions as a family individually, but we, we hold the space for each other, and at the end of the day, we do the same and we reflect on what of the things that we're most proud on. And by doing that, that keeps us really in check with what we're driving towards or flowing towards is probably the better word because we're not mm-hmm. pushing here. We're not trying to force something. We're just getting into a space where we acknowledge what we're doing well. We love what we do and we get into a space where doors start to open because we're in that space.
0: I feel there's there's so many people in the world that they get lost. They, they get uh, entrenched in things that just hog their time and they get distracted and people sort of just, they forget about their potential. And we just spoke about potential earlier. They, they sort of lose sight of themselves and the biggest version of themselves. And that, I think that leads me to the next question. And the next question is all about, I think there's something that's a little bit more integral to you and it's reignite. So what does the word reignite mean? And why is your entire, one of your businesses based on the word reignite? Like, what does it mean? What, what does reignite mean? Why is it there? How can we use it? What can we learn?
1: So there's the person you were born to be and there's the person you've been taught to be. And for me, we all have a sense of knowing who we truly are, but sometimes we don't tap into that. It's almost like that intuition, isn't it? You know, you know, your gut feeling tells you if you've done something right or wrong. And often it's in hindsight. It's like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that or should have done that. And for me, when you get to the end of your life, do you want to have that you know, question kick in? Which is, I knew I should have taken that opportunity or i knew i should have taken you know the, the risk because in reflection most of the time when you talk to a lot of older people there is a lot of you know regret um that they didn't take action on the things that they could have done because they were worried about what people thought and and all of that and so going back to the key reason that reignite exists it was you know designed to be able to help reignite the passion from within reignite the person that was born to be um and you know, as a brand, we provide the ability to be able to do that by doing things like we've spoken about today, getting back into that space where you can trust your gut, where you get into a space where you can, you know, connect with the right people because you're connected with who you truly are. And that's where it really stems from. It's, it's, you know, it's a really simple concept, but it's really profound when you really open your eyes to it.
0: So for those of us that are listening, uh, and we, let's say we feel lost. We feel like we need some, you know, reignition. <laughs> how do we reignite?
1: It's a great question. So for me, it's, it's a really a multidimensional job. So the first thing that I always talk about is how you start your day. Now, this is something that's really practical because us humans, right, although we're talking multidimensional, we still love things that are linear because, again, we've been taught that way. Mm-hmm. So for me, the starting point has always been how do you get someone into a space where they trust themselves the most? So we have a really simple concept called MBI, which is move for M, B for breathe, and I for intentions. So every single morning after you've made your bed, right? Because that's the first accomplishment for the day, we all have to do that. It's getting yourself moving for 20 minutes. It's then going into some form of breath work, which is could be even stretching and breathing, it could be meditation, it could be some sort of prayer. It's up to the individual. And then finishing off with, with I for intentions, setting the intentions for the day. What that does. Is it changes your entire neurological pathways? It changes everything when it comes to our happy hormones. It makes us feel great. And a majority of people right now in today's world, they're sitting, they're, they're sitting up in bed for the first time in the day. They're getting their phone out. They're not even sitting up. They're just reaching for their phone. They're looking at their phone. They're scrolling, and they're doing it unconsciously. But they haven't even opened their eyes officially. You know, it's kind of like the first thing that they're doing. Now, the reason that this is an issue is number one, it's feeding our it's a dopamine addiction, right? Our, our dopamine levels are fueled by anticipation and reward. So we're constantly looking at what's going on on this feed. And then we get this fear of loss. If we don't respond to people now, it starts to create anxiety because our cortisol starts to raise. And so we get stressed. Mm-hmm. And naturally what happens is when our cortisol's raised for more than a few minutes, um, we're now in a fight or flight scenario where the frontal part of our brain gets shut off. We're not functioning properly. And we're now living with perpetual stress throughout the entire day. So the reason that I'm talking about the importance of morning routines is because if you can go tech-free for the first two hours, get moving, breathing and setting your intentions, which stimulates you know, your endorphins, your dopamine, your, your oxytocin, serotonin, you're feeling good, all of these happy hormones are going. What happens is what you've done in the first two to three hours and then links on to the next part of the day so that when someone cuts you off in the traffic, you're now not stressed and trying to honk your horn. Because you're in a really beautiful state of flow, you're feeling good, and then that leads on to your weeks and your months and your years. So, how do you start to reignite? You you start to take control of the things that are right in front of you right now. You know your 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 programming, your subconscious programming. So, making an intention to do something very very simple like that can be great. For me, the best way to reignite is to put yourself into a space where you can get to this this realization point where it's almost an upgrade of consciousness. Now, there's ways to do that. I mean, meditation can get you into those sort of spaces, but for me, it's fasting. And so every 90 days, I fast for 10 days on water. This is, you know, there's plenty of science behind fasting now in terms of what it can do in terms of keeping us healthy, resetting our stem cells, plenty of research out of Harvard, University of Southern California, it's all there. It's become a popular biohack, but it's been done for thousands of years before now. Hippocrates recommended it as a central point of healing, you know, thousands of years before it became a a popular biohack. And so when you look at this, what I generally find is when I get to a space where I'm not focusing on digestion and I'm focusing on just literally allowing my body to self-heal, the mental upgrades I get, and I love you know the concept of this podcast, exploring possibilities, that is exactly what happens. You tap into this next level, which is like, right, is what I'm currently doing serving me? And often the answer is possibly, but I could do more. And then it takes you on that next shift. So that's why I do that regularly. Um, It's not something I would recommend someone go and do a 10-day water fast off the cuff if they've never done it before, (laughs) but they could start with intermittent fasting, right? They could start with something small, just half a day. But the key is finding something that is unique or, or that works for you and tuning in because all the answers are already within us. We've just got to listen. So sometimes it's this, the, the old ancient practices that allow us to start to do that.
0: There's a few important points that you just mentioned that I want to touch on. The first being what you just mentioned is all about, to me, it, it, it shouts out state. So you ch- you're trying to change someone's state, um, especially in the mornings. Like you just said, you put yourself into this form of a power state. And if you're in that state, nothing can sort of just rock you over at any point in time. You're more steady, and you're more, you know, thorough in your approach towards things. And similar to the example you gave about the person cutting you off in traffic, you won't be just like snapping at the person because you will be in this beautiful and just powerful state that does, you know, that uh, doesn't allow for someone or something particular to just rock you off your <laughs> of your happy happy state. There. And then the other thing was the foresight. So foresight came to mind when you spoke about hindsight as you said we learn and we reflect and only in hindsight we see things so my i think i just have a question with regards to to learning through or via hindsight do you also just think that part of your you said your morning routine was just getting up and having those 20 minute splits and then the last one was intention so as intention as intention got to do with foresight using that foresight being able to see what needs to happen in the day being able to use that part of your brain your visualization and the purpose part almost and saying this is what needs to be done this is how i'm going to be to that this is how going to approach it has that got to do with foresight do we need to use more of that and is it part of what you sort of mentioned with intention i just want to get clear on that
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So with intentions, it's always about seeing forwards, but as in, as in the, in the present moment, right? So it's basically seeing forwards with the end in mind. And so, for example, if it was 6 a.m., and let's say it was a simple accomplishment you wanted to make for the day, it might be, you know, if a business person wants to contact a certain amount of people for their business, right? Um, it might be as simple as saying, today it is Monday, the whatever the date it is, and it's 6 p.m., even though you're saying this at 6 a.m., and I have contacted five people and then you connect it with an emotional attachment, and I feel accomplished, great, proud, whatever it is. So what happens is you start to set your neurological pathways on fire here because now you're changing that shift here where you actually believe it's possible. You've told yourself that it's already happened. So then it's about just putting the runs on the board. So that changes everything. And I think from a brain chemistry perspective, you know, we're only getting started with what's out there in terms of the science now. But what is fascinating is that We have the ability to be able to completely shift anything we do based on how we think right now. And so, you know, think carefully. If you're thinking, you know, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't done that or, you know, reflecting with (laughs) with some form of, you know, negativity, then then you're only going to manifest that forwards. So yeah, the, the intention piece is projecting forwards as if it's already happened in a positive sense, a prosperity mindset rather than a poverty mindset.
0: Yeah, I also see that there's an abundant amount of research coming out in terms of your thinking. And I think that's also partly why I'm so attracted to the idea of exploring possibility because once we start priming the brain, priming the mind to see forward, to use foresight and to visualize and to prep and be intentional, be purposeful, be conscious in the way that we 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 move and act and behave every single day. I think that we can just achieve so much. And like you mentioned earlier in the, in the show, expand our potential. I think it's a beautiful way of, of, of seeing who we are as human beings is there's no sort of limit. We can just go further and further. And at the end of the day, I don't believe that there is a, a limit. And the only limit there is, I think, is the, one that, the ones that we place. It's the ones that we place for ourselves or typically today, the ones that others place for us. And uh, mm-hmm. I think one way to get out of that is to just learn. It's to learn, it's to grow, it's to become a better version of yourself. And I know that's it's something that you do every single day. It's something that your business does every single day. And I, I just want to get you know into that a little bit in terms of learning, in terms of growing. I know that you also believe that our current learning models are a little bit outdated. So if yeah. you can just touch on that and why you feel that is the case and how people can perhaps just see that and use that and think differently about what they learn and why they learn. So just absolutely, just let's yeah. touch on that quickly.
1: It's a good question. So, you know, if you look at the way that education has been in play over the last 100, 150 plus years, um, you know, it's all been about being a good, a good follower, right? So learning and memorizing something and then, you know, having an exam based on what you memorized. And often that wasn't practical. If you think about most of the things that we got taught at school, I remember, you know, maths and science and English and a majority of those things I've never replied, yet I didn't get taught financial literacy. I didn't get taught m- most of the things that we actually need to apply in, in the entrepreneurial sense, um, but also from a life skill sense. We, did, we didn't have those practical experiences. Yeah. And so what's happening now is we're limiting um, future generations and multiple generations because, again, we've proven epigenetically that you know our kids are passing on what we were you know practically doing from all sense of the word, how we were thinking to our environment and everything like that. Our grandparents fought in wars. Our great grandkids have got you know, All of a sudden, you know, all this trauma because it's been passed down. So, how we've been learning and what we've been experiencing gets passed down multiple generations. So, for us to make a big shift in today's day and age, um, it's 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 about future proofing. You know, the next three or four generations with all of this piece, right? We've got to be looking at you know what we're doing to experience um, the best way of getting the most out of us as human beings. And so, rather than experiencing um, learning uh in terms of 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 copying others and you know learning stuff that's been taught to us um it's all to me it's all about curiosity you know our biggest gift as human beings is to be curious um we're born completely curious you know when we fall over most of the time we we try to work out why we fell over and we don't do that again um we see a bee in a flower and our parents then say, no, don't do that because they realize we're going to eat it. And they start to limit our curiosity over time because they're trying to protect us. So when we get to our adult age, we're not curious anymore. It's still in there somewhere, but we've we've had it suppressed. And I think the the newer learning models have to really promote, you know, curiosity, it has to help people to become, you know, really the, the, the best versions of themselves through utilizing the skills that we already have. Naturally, as human beings, not that we've been taught, but the things that were already embedded in us, the basic survival kind of things need to come out. At the same time, we need to be understanding that there is a limiting or a limitation in terms of attention spans right now. Most people are, you know, taking so much more information in than they can actually handle. Um, and so we're not actually absorbing the things that matter the most. And so we're going to be really careful with how we position information and what that information is. So moving forwards, I think it's very experiential. I think it's about really helping younger generations and giving younger generations the power, very young, to be themselves so that that embraces their ideas, it embraces their curiosity, their their creativity, and it brings them forwards in the world. And for us, we know tech tech's coming in a way that we've never seen before. We know AI and 5G and all of these kind of things are going to change the complete landscape. And if we're not careful, we're just going to be a follower now to that technology rather than The creator of the next piece. So for me, the learning model piece has to change dramatically quite fast um, and it's going to come down to giving our kids experiences and ensuring that us as human beings, as adults, are are, um, embracing things that are practical, uh, completely modern, in front of us right now and we're maximizing the personal development and growth Peace as the number one priority. We've got to help people become the best versions of themselves. The rest will take care of itself.
0: I'm 100% with you on that vision and mission, and I'm going to join you on that and also form part of that solution, I guess we could call it, in terms of humanity. There's something that I want to touch on before I ask another question on learning and education and stuff. It's a thing that you just mentioned, and we did mention it earlier in the show as well, and that's curiosity. And how it's linked to the why, because I agree on the fact that sometimes we have this big words like why. And, uh, if you want to follow that, that does typically overwhelm a lot of people, like including Mm -hmm. myself. And one day it was actually recently, like a year or two ago, I heard someone say, instead of trying to get this big purpose, this big why all, you know, bundled together within the one week or the one seminar that you do or the one workshop. Instead, just if you want to explore that, just start thinking about what are you curious about and follow that string. And as mm. you follow that string, it's going to start getting bigger and the picture is going to start getting clearer for you. So I just thought I'd point that out for those that are thinking about what is my purpose or my passion or my whatever it might be, that one big thing in your life, just start to follow that curiosity, follow that string and see where it goes and how it opens mm, up and that. expands. Yeah. really
1: love that. And it's it's, it's a it's an onion that you're peeling, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's the core in there eventually, but it's going to take some peeling and asking more questions and exploring more until you find you know, maybe a core driver. And that might be one of many core drivers, but it's going to take some time to get to that. So I, I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely love that as well. And the other thing that you mentioned was being a slave to technology. We can either be the master or slave to technology and also to the point of, What's happening in our day, everyday life? We can either be a slave to what's happening, or we can be the master of our events and our circumstances, and our experience. Actually, just our experience at the end of the day of what happened or what hap- what happens daily in our lives. And I think that sort of like just pushed me to the next question, which is all about uh, education. I know we just spoke about learning, but I know I want I want to. I think the question that I want to find out uh, from you, the the question I have for you is. Conscious education, because that's where yep. you, in a way, specialize. And it's also got to do yep. with this idea around self development and how much of our education should be conscious education. Like, how even for those that are listening, they might be in high school, or for those that are out of high school and they are done learning in life, I typically always want to kick those people and tell them they should, you know, be lifelong learners. But after school, And you are done with your. You've got a degree. You've you're done with your studies and so forth. What amount of conscious education should you be bringing into your own life on a weekly, perhaps monthly, perhaps yearly basis? Well, my personal
1: opinion is that when you learn, it should all be conscious education because if it's not, then basically we're just you know absorbing information for the sake of absorbing information, right? So again, having that level of consciousness is really important. Now, in terms of how much we should do. I guess it comes down to your journey and and the different ways that you're applying it. Some of that education might be actually learning by listening. Um, Most of it should be by doing. So, for example, conscious education for me is about providing a space for people to be able to do different things, such as uh, forms of mindfulness. This sounded so woo-woo a few years ago. Mm. Um, You know, we went through this hundred years of industrial era where it's like all the Ancient wisdom was just suppressed and it was just seen as this weird left field hippie thing right but you know this friend that I mentioned before that's a sound healer is one of the world's leading sound healers and in one session he's able to use sounds which has been proven scientifically to be able to change the vibration of what happens at a cellular level in the body to help people unlock trauma that's been sitting in their bodies since they were kids right so if we understand that from a se- for, for just for a little second, There's trauma that we have got in our bodies. All of us have got it from all different experiences. We hold on to it. There are different forms of modalities out there that allow us to release that, which means that we stop holding ourselves back. It allows us to go on this trajectory towards achieving a lot of greatness rather than just getting by. And so by finding experiences such as this, you know, different forms of mindfulness, different forms of personal development, different forms of even movement-based functionality. Now, I was a gym-goer for many years. And it was always about the linear movements, a bench press and a squat. And it was all just literally in this box. I got up to 115 kilos of lifting weights. And, you know, the reason I share that with you is whilst I was doing that, I was stuck in everything else in my life. And I realized there was actually a really big, you know, synergy between the two, which was that I wasn't flexible in the way that I was thinking or doing. And so consciousness is like this kind of conversation here. It's what am I doing that impacts something else within my life that can either positively or negatively shift the trajectory that I'm on. And so for me, it's about uh, providing education in all of these different spaces. And people, when they're ready, they're going to absorb bits and pieces. And for me, it took six or seven years of doing different things until I realized that I was in a different space to what I was six or seven years ago. At the time, I didn't realize I was growing, but by doing all of these different things, it helped. So going back to the education piece, We've got to provide experiential um, education, which most of the time is going to be these things that help us discover the answers ourselves. And so, yes, we can learn from these world-leading experts, and I partner with great people and we do that that kind of stuff. That's beautiful. Um, You know, we can help you with everything from gut health to mindfulness to personal development, everything in between. But the reality is I want to help people help themselves, self-care. That's where it's at, and that's to me that's the ultimate level of consciousness. Because when you tap into what you need, then all of a sudden you grow faster than you've ever grown before. So that's it's more. I feel education moving forwards is about providing people a space to self-discover, rather than saying that you've got to do a certain you know criteria because that's what's worked for
0: everyone else. I love that approach. I love that approach. It, it just puts it puts so much power into our own hands It puts so much freedom exactly. into our own hands and so much just joy. I think at the end of the day, if you can self discover and get to that point where you start understanding more of who you are, who you want to be, where you want to go. And it sort of encompasses yeah. all these things. It, it, it brings all these things together that we just spoke about the purpose, the presence, you know, the passion and all those things. And I think as we, as we sort of like are guided towards this, this path of success, I would call it. Um, we do become more content and we do become more fulfilled. We do become more happy. We do become more, all of those things. But now I, I think I want to get to end with this and speak about success as that could be some sort of the journey for most. Um, it's an ongoing journey at the end of the day, I think, but you, you mentioned earlier that success is multidimensional and I, I would love to get your like, perspective on that. How is it, Multidimensional, would you just explain what you mean by success is multidimensional? Yep. It's yep. not just a, a carrot on a stick, the money that you have yep. by the end of your life, retired, your back broken. It's not that sort of thing. What, what is success to you?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And it's a question that I'm going to answer by saying I'm still working it out. And mm. the reason I'm working it out is because um, what I've realized is more so what success is not success is not going after the money. And, you know, once you've got some, everything changing it it doesn't work like that it's it's about changing first and everything starts to take care of itself for me success is about good relationships it's about good health it's about you know good focus on the mind it's about being able to still the mind i think one of the greatest levels of success for me is how long you can sit in silence and not try to reach for anything around you i have a friend who um he actually spent four years as a Buddhist monk right He, he doesn't practice anymore but he would meditate for like days at a time. And I was fascinated by it because, you know, coming back into a busy world, um, it's almost impossible to even think of that concept. Mm. Uh, I have other friends that, you know, have gone in Thailand. They've, they've got these, it's almost caves that you, you actually go and sit in for three days in silence, in darkness, to discover yourself. This kind of stuff for me, this is really big success because if you can master yourself, you can master any situational kind of thing in front of you. So for me, it's, it's, it's multi in the way that, you know, the family, you know, the, the, you still need money. I'm not ever saying that you don't, um, but it's, it's getting the balance between all of these things. It's making sure that you have experiences. And from being a stay-at-home dad for, you know, coming on to three years, I can say that my greatest three years of my life have been the last three years because I focused 100% on just being present. And so when there's been times where in the past I would have got a bit edgy because I was doing one thing for too long, I've realized just the power of seeing the joy in others around us. And so as you can hear, I'm still talking out loud here to what it means to me. But there's Mm -hmm. a lot of different strings to this bow. And I feel that ultimately, we'll probably never know what it really means because it's very individual and it's always going to be progressional. But I feel as long as that you can identify the things that light you up and make you happy along the way and the things that don't, then you're definitely on the
0: right path. Yeah. I just love that answer. Um, it's just a more empowering one. It's a more beautiful one. It's one that just pulls you forward, you know, instead of the, like you mentioned earlier, the push versus the pull effect where if you start, if the things start pulling you, I think that in a way like represents to me success. Also, it's pulling you, you're going into the right direction because you you pulled into that you know, direction into that avenue. And that typically is something that you, it, it says that you need to be there. It, it's asking you to be in that place at that point in time. And I just find that so beautiful. I think mm-hmm. Jay Shetty also speaks about a lot of these things that you speak about because he was also a monk, um, you know, living overseas for quite a while and then coming back into the world, as we call it, um, into the busyness of things. And he speaks about the challenges of being able to still your mind and. Sort of balance out being still knowing yourself doing that discovery not being distracted by things but also being able to practically work and engage in the world that we do live in so i do think there's a big overlap of what you speak about and and many many of our thought leaders today are definitely pushing forward the same message or you know revealing and reminding people about the same things that you are speaking about today and uh, yeah. I, wanna, I think I want to wrap it up and bring it all together now with what I call the three impact questions. It's, it's three short questions. It's just so that people can take away something that they can actually do. So what is one small action that someone could take today after our discussion just uh, to become more purposeful, more passionate about life?
1: Well, it's three in one. MBI. Start your day moving, breathing, setting your intentions. You'll, you'll find more purpose just from being in that space.
0: Awesome. And then what is one thing that we can stop doing that's perhaps distracting us from being more present and more purposeful in life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's the tech conversation right now. So my Mm. challenge or invitation to anyone listening today would be to turn your phone off for a whole day and see how it feels. And if there's one thing to keep applying, it's to not be on your phone for the first two hours in the morning. No tech first two hours in the morning, last two hours at night. Watch what happens in your life when you do that.
0: That is a fantastic tip. That is quite a tough one, but it's it's so empowering. Go and try that. I've done it myself and it, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's actually surprisingly tough. Anyway, onto the third question. The third one is just all about character traits and you know who, who we are at the core as human beings. So what is one character trait that we can embody as humans just to be more present, be more conscious? What is that one trait that we can just sort of take from whoever else, from something out there and embody it to be more in the moment?
1: Yeah, I think uh, to me, it's live to your highest values. Mm. So when you connect with your highest values, you're going to naturally want to be present. So that's the easiest way to hack it. Just start identifying what lights you up the most in terms of how you want to live by and and, and, and follow that through. Uh, John Martini talks about that best and it's all about living to that value. And and those highest values are going to drive you forward to everything that you do as well.
0: That is so true. That just like shocked me in the face when you said that. I was like, as soon as you start living according to that values and just thinking back, you know, in hindsight, I, I can just see as I started following more values, I just aligned, I lit up, I was more present without wanting to think about being present or forcing the presence. I just became present naturally in a way. So that's, that's mm. an amazing tip for someone out there to go and now follow so, James, where can people get hold of you if they want to learn more about you? Uh, perhaps get in touch or learn more about what you do, that, that business of yours, Reignite Conscious Education. Absolutely, Chris. So, we've basically got a couple of things
1: going on. So, you can connect with me personally at James Yates, which is J A M E S Y A T E S dot me, M-E uh, And that's got everything that I do there. But also, if you want to have a look at what we do from a Reignite perspective, we run luxury retreats around the world that are all about personal development that's reigniteretreat.com with just a t at the end not an s it's so reigniteretreat.com um and if you want to see what we do online reignitelife.com
0: brilliant stuff for the for all those listening i'm going to add those links to the show notes of this episode which can be found either on itunes or wherever you're listening on and also the website za. you can find the links there and go and go and follow what james is doing go and see the impact that he's making I went onto your site a few times. It's very professionally done. I love what it's doing. It's just beautiful. And I think that that brings me to the last question is, in what way would you, just to leave like a message for the people, in what way would you like to empower, inspire, or just impact the world?
1: You know what? One thing that I would really say right now, it's get back to who you truly are. It's get back into, you know, that little inner voice that you know, has always been there. It's always been right. Just listen to it for now, because when you start to, the whole world opens up. And I'm going to give you permission to be yourself. But at the same time, as you go through this journey, just remember it's also okay not to be okay. There's going to be times where it just feels so tough, where it feels like it's really, really been a, a journey to get to a point which doesn't even feel positive. But remember, as you go through that path, the greatest crisis ignites the greatest evolution. So
0: just remember that. That is such a beautiful message. Thank you for that. And I think that's that's the end of our conversation today. So thank you, James, just for being here today, firstly. And I just want to take this like few seconds to just acknowledge you and say thank you for um, reigniting people. Thank you for supporting the evolution of consciousness. Thank you for expanding human potential. And just thank you for enhancing human performance and all of that bundled together, moving us forward as humanity. I just appreciate all the all that you do, and I'm going to support you going forward.
1: Thanks so much, Chris, and I really appreciate the time you've you've taken to to be with me today. I really appreciate what you're doing. Um, the conversation is is magical because um, there's going to be a lot of people going to benefit from what you do. So I appreciate it really behind you as well. Thanks
0: so much. Awesome, thanks, James. Cheers, man. And that is the episode with James Yates. So, guys, please tell me that was an amazing episode. Like, literally, the guy blew my mind. I just had such a nice conversation even beforehand. And that's typically the things that you guys also don't see, but the things that I'd love to give you guys more, you know, as we communicate in the Facebook groups and so on. But, but beyond that, what you can learn from others is just underrated. Like we can see, we typically see ourselves in others. And when James spoke about all those things, you know, his past experiences and how he went through his journey, I just saw myself in him. I was able to see my own journey within his journey. And from his journey, I could see the stepping stones that took him to, you know, new avenues and um, elevated him as a person. And when you see that, when you experience those moments, then you start changing or you start seeing a different perspective. And when you have that different perspective, you start getting this new way of how things could be done. And once you have that, that sort of like instills this little belief in you that says, cool, let's, let's do this, we can do this. And then you start moving forward. And you start building that habit and you start moving into a direction that brightens the future for you and brings your your vision of who you think you want to be and who you are at your core it brings that closer to you having said all of that i hope that you found value and that you're able to be more present that you are able to be more reignited and that you are able to expand your potential going forward Remember to take these things, put it into practice, and see where it takes you. And if it takes you anywhere, please get in touch. If you enjoyed it, please get in touch. Let me know how it is. Let me know if we can change anything in the show to make it a better listening experience for you. And just share it with someone else out there to hold yourself accountable if you're going to be using any of these tactics and ideas and go and share it with the world. Start growing, my friends. Start getting in touch and start building your own community. Start getting those those people alongside you so you can start moving towards the better and the most best version of yourself and that's it for this show today i hope you've enjoyed and i'd love to chat to all of you in the near future guys i'll see you in the next episode of exploring possibility and don't be afraid to go and explore and find that possibility cheers guys